Welcome to Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs podcast, a podcast for resilient entrepreneurs. My guest today is Lisa Brugger, entrepreneur, animal lover, and multiple business owner. In addition to creating art, running an animal care business, and an Airbnb, she supports a large international team in her network marketing business. And today Lisa is sharing her thoughts on why you really can have it all, financial, spiritual, and emotional freedom. So let's listen to Lisa's story now. I have a pleasure to have Lisa Brugger in my studio. Lisa, you are an artist, you are a musician, and also an owner, um, well, a founder of multiple businesses. How did it all start for you? Um, for me... It started probably when I was quite young, actually. I never was uh, wanted a typical J-O-B. It just was uh, con confining to me. I have always been somebody that's kind of been on the outside of things, a black sheep, kind of doing my own thing. And um, it just, that's just what I was always drawn to. But I didn't know exactly what way to go. It just kind of manifested. And And I love the art. And uh, I became a cellist actually later on in 2012. I decided, why not? Okay, it's if not now, when? And then my businesses kind of started manifesting out of all of that, in all honesty, out of just something different and something unique and uh, only really kind of exploded. And, and when I finally figured me out, and then it just kind of went from there and one business turned into three. My with the art as well, and that included, and so it just kind of just worked. Yeah. So did did you have a nine till five job, or did you just kind of start doing little hustles on the side and just how it all started? A couple of nine to five ones, but it was yeah. always very temporary. It was a means to an end. I remember when I I had to, I wanted a new car, and I had to have a job to get the new car. So I went okay. I went out and got the job and then I got the new car and then I quit the job. <laughs> so it was just for specifics. But for as long as I can remember now, probably for 15, 20 years, it's I've been an independent contractor, still kind of working for somebody else, but I still did my own thing. And uh, four and a half, a little over four years ago is when I finally said adios to that one completely and have literally just been doing my own thing ever since. Yeah. So what are the benefits um, uh, of, of having, um, of not having a full-time job? <laughs> what are the benefits of entrepreneurship? Uh, the, the benefits I find first and foremost is you, uh, it builds you. It builds you as, as a being. So you're forced to actually, really learn and figure out what's best for you because there's no roadmap really. I mean, there's no, you know, there's some things that I've studied and things that have helped me along the way, but I am an individual, so I have to do things my way. So it's forced me to step up, remove all excuses because I really wanted to exceed or succeed. And um, it really got me to kind of figure out me 
first and foremost, that's like the main benefits. The, the side fantasticnesses of it is I can work anywhere. Literally, I can work from anywhere. I can be anywhere. I can live anywhere. I can choose when I set my schedule, when I, when I take breaks, when I go to do whatever I do, I choose it. And every day is a day and I make them special for what I'm doing that day, who I'm speaking to, what I'm doing. And it's all me. So that's a good thing. And then I have to take responsibility when it's not a good thing, you know, when it doesn't work either and find ways to fix it. So it's it's really forced me to grow me as a being and forced me to grow me uh, in business. What works, what what is best, how can I. Um, manifest things and what can I what can I do to to basically give value that's going to be fun that's key to me now is what's fun and so it's a job but it's not really I mean it's my business but it's I get I love it so it just makes it, it just all clicks yeah because you also you, you love traveling right because um, yeah. you are traveling all over the world <laughs> and, <laughs> and this, these are the benefits of having your own sort of job um, well job <laughs> your own business um, and being your own boss. It, it yeah. is. It is. And mine is uh, uh, mostly online. So I can literally do it anywhere. I went to Italy um, and I actually returned uh, on February 29th of this year. So I li lived there for four months. I set the intention last year. I worked towards it. I went through things and yeah. said, that's what I want to do because my goal is to live there part time. Live here. Yeah. I, live in, I live in Los Angeles or Long Beach, California and at the beach. And then I wanted to live in Italy also. I just loved Europe as a whole. And I wanted to be able to experience both. And that's where um, a, a person doesn't, doesn't think openly enough. There doesn't have to be either or. It can always be both and all. You just have to figure out the how. Yeah, yeah. So how long did it take you to figure out uh, how, how? The how. Um, yeah, the how. <laughs> I, let's see. Um, that is something. Okay, so I got into my, um, my network marketing business in February four years ago. And I still had the J-O-B, the, the business thing that I was doing with the other job. And it was physically making me ill, physically ill. And they weren't taking care of me. And that's because I wasn't even valuing my own worth. And so I allowed it to happen. Um, and then I shifted completely out of that by July of that year and uh, stumbled through. But I was good at sales. So I thought that's all I needed to do. And so that lasted for a short six months. And then I thought, okay, what do I, what do I need to do? And that's when I started actually learning and figuring that out. And in all honesty, it didn't all fit under the umbrella, under my brand umbrella until I went to Italy and came back. And from all of that, I was able to, at that point, literally pair it all, um, my art, how to how to get that to flow in with my network marketing business and and I found me so um, and and then it kind of just all started fitting but it took me finding my voice and that took um, probably I don't know I was miserable for quite a few months <laughs> if I'm honest 
finding me and I didn't know what the problem was. I didn't know what I was doing wrong, what I was doing right. And I, at one point, even uh, wondered what was the point. Like, and, and I don't ever think that way. I always think positively and, and what can be done. And, and I was really at a low point and realized at that point, I called a friend of mine that's also in my business. And I was asking her, look at that point, asking for help. And um, it was a hormone imbalance to start with, but that was the catalyst that really shifted for me because when that cleared, then I had, he was even more on fire to realize that there's probably a lot of women out there that are, that are um, lost, that don't know what's going on in their lives. They don't know what to do and they just really don't know why. And um, it really, because I figured if I was dealing with it, other people were also. And I thought, my God, anybody and everybody needs to have this, needs to have fun in their life, needs to have a purpose, needs to have a something that it, it, that really fits in their heart. And, and that's what got me started. Once that cleared, I started going stronger into my business. But I still was, couldn't find a way to combine it all. It was, I had this and then I had this I had all these different parts but it was all me and when I found my voice then I got much more confident on not caring what other people said or thought and not caring what how everybody else did it and really started figuring out what was going to work for me and I started taking more courses I started learning Um, I had a coach for a while because I think that gives the accountability that we all need. And it just slowly started manifesting. And then I got, I had, um, I come up with the find your voice course and I made that course out of actually a course I was taking. So it was such a cool thing to be able to manifest that. And it just felt right. Everything that I had gone through, what I'd done to help, what I'd done to shift me, I thought, well, this is perfect. And it's creative because um, I don't like things that are boring and dull. And I want And so that's the type of uh, creative entrepreneur or female entrepreneur that I want. I'm a red personality and I can be a fireball at times. And that's what I I know that's in people. They Sometimes the fire just needs to be lit. And once it's lit, then they can go and they can you know, how can they change the world? And that's, and that's really where it all kind of manifested from. And so I found a way to take this, this course that I did in my business and with women and find a way to actually just meld it all in, in our, in my art too. And my art too, I'm starting a YouTube channel next month and combining it all together. And it's just, I wake up every day and it just fits. What do I got to do? What do I got to learn? And what do I need to do today? And and I, and I do it. And I do it. And it just gets better and better every single day. Yeah. I mean, interesting. You you, you mentioned that uh, you, you went to Italy. And after that, it kind of all started fitting all together. And sometimes you have to kind of go to different sort of place and, and be on your own to start figuring things out and um you know and you mentioned you you totally changed the country and you went and suddenly you you got this uh, idea how things should be 
it, yeah. it really it really was because I I went there and I'd lived there before, but not for the extent. I literally went there with four suitcases, which, by the way, never do that again. <laughs> and, and my dog. I knew too few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took too much. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'll do that again. <laughs> um, and then I took my dog, and it was that was it. I was going there. I I taken care of my place here, and that's what I was doing. And so I just had to figure it out. I. I got into Italian again, uh, learning the language because I had forgotten most of it. And it slowly, I learned to listen to me. I learned to listen to my instinct and my intuition. And in all honesty, I learned to listen to my dog. She got me into some of the coolest things and places and, and had me meet some of the most amazing people that have been amazing and a really strong catalyst in my business just by me wanting her wanting to take a right turn versus a left turn and me allowing for that to happen, for it to manifest however it was supposed to. That was tough because I'm a control freak. <laughs> um, but it just, it worked. And I just listened. I filled my brain with nothing but positivity. So if I was stressing or upset or concerned I had a specific, I had certain podcasts and certain uh, YouTube channels that I would listen to over and over and over again, and it would just bring me out of it. And then I would get this amazing inspiration, and then I would go do it. And it was that way all the time. And I did that for the whole time I was there. And it just really started shifting, and it was it made things wonderful. It really did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you you mentioned positivity and the importance of thinking positive. How how, how uh, important it is for entrepreneurs to think positively? Oh, it's it, that for me, and I believe this this is absolute. If you want to grow yourself as an entrepreneur, if you want to have your own business, your own ideas, it starts with here your brain. What's going in and your heart and, and the two of them connecting. It's your inner soul. And so if you're you need to be filling it 100 percent of the time with positive stuff, you know, even if if you go, yeah, but no, put it in there, like really be the guard of your of your surroundings of what's in your life. And I um, I feel this is so important Um is actually a chapter, a module in my course. It's uh, what you surround yourself, your environment. So it's your, it's positivity 100% of the time. So it's taking out all, any things that's going to make low vibrational in your life. So toxic chemicals, gone, everything. There's no, there's, you have to be a guard of your mind, of your home. What kind of music are you listening to? What kind of books do you read? What kind of movies do you watch? Are you watching murder shows? Are you, you know, what kind of people do you surround yourself with? These you want people. It's it's a tough business. It's a it, being an entrepreneur and and literally blazing your own path is a tough business. But the rewards are outweigh it are infinite. And so you have to really be a guard and have no excuses and only put positive in whatever that is and have no no sacrifices. Like oh it's okay. No people everything go. Can only you only need stuff that's going to fill you up and bring joy to you, so that you can do what you're meant to do. Yeah, but what what do you do uh, when you have negative thoughts popping into your head? 
How do you? Because you can't control your thoughts, right? They just kind yes, of they're always there. <laughs> they are, but that's it. What happens is um, you have that. I always call it that that voice in there that screams no, or that screams that's not going to happen, or that person doesn't care, or they're not going to get back to you. All the negative, and I catch that now. I hear it, and I go, no, no. You, it's it's, and the more you go the opposite direction because you don't want to put a lot of weight into it and thinking about it more you go okay that that's a sign that's in there and then you immediately go to what is possible what can happen what will happen and you shift it to the exact opposite something really positive and the more you can control that the quieter it becomes and i can tell you this um in the last three to four months because i've been really working on this a lot, that little voice that would immediately pop up and would freak me out about talking to somebody or going to an event or standing up in front of people saying stuff. Now I walk in and I don't think twice about it. And I said to myself the other day, I went, wow, I give value. People like hanging out with me. People want to know what I'm doing. And I was like, it was, I was like a little girl excited about it because Mm -hmm. That's what was now in my head. And it hadn't been there before. It hadn't been there before. And that's what was in there now. And it brought even more joy. And and that was like a huge turning point in in me, in my my business, in my life. And, And because of that... Again, more stuff started to shift and, and change. Yeah. And it, it's it's by far, I think, the most important thing you can do for yourself is fill your mind, fill your brain, fill your heart with um, positivity and love to yourself. And I meditate every day. Yeah. Well, th- thanks for sharing this this with us. It's 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 really. <laughs> It's really important for, 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 I think, for a lot of women entrepreneurs to uh, to feel that then they're not alone in, in, in feeling the same thing. And, and I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that uh, also experience the same feelings when it comes and, and, and have these re- uh, revelations about what they're capable of. It, yeah. it, it really, it, I find that uh, women in general... Um, we are taught so much to uh, acquiesce to somebody else, to acquiesce to a man. We're taught that this is the life that we're supposed to have, quote unquote. We're supposed to go this route. You're supposed to have children. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to be a, love being a mom. You're supposed to want to, you know, build a nurturing environment and build all of this. And, that, and that's possible. And that's and that's a that's a good thing for the women that absolutely want that, but not. Every female out there wants just that. Some of them want to have their own thing and, and, and be creative and be a powerhouse that's within them. And, and if they don't get that nurturing growing up, it puts a, a, an unworthiness and a doubt that does not need to be there. And it takes... Um, being able to listen to honestly podcasts like yours and, and being around the people that are doing it and that, that can lift you up, that can lift you up. 
And it's, it's, I think it's a little harder actually for women. I know that when I go out to do things and if I happen to be with a friend of mine, even they'll automatically acquiesce to him and I'm all, Hey, oi, you know, it's me, not that. And it, and it's just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it can be tough, but in doing that, in, in that toughness, you find ways to lean into it and what can you gain from it and, and grow bigger, grow bigger. Yeah. Did you have a supporting family growing up? Unfortunately, no, not at all. Um, and I love my parents. They did the best that they could do. But uh, my mother was constantly in fear, still to this day is. And my dad, in his younger years, was uh, a very strong man. I got my boldness actually from him. But and as he has gotten older, that's kind of shifted and changed. And they just never knew what to do with me. I don't know. For some reason, I never fit into their, their I never never went down that pathway, even though it just felt different. It didn't feel right. So I had a lot of conflict and worthiness growing up because it would be like, well, if you did this, wouldn't it be easier for you? I got that a lot. Or if you do this, then you'll have this. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not me. That's not me. And um, it took me, in all honesty, um, when I was dealing with uh, that really bad, it was been about a Two, almost two years now that I had that really bad that bad time in my life and it was a worthiness issue because of that because of my family and constantly wanting their approval or at least for them to be proud of me you know mm. I mean it, and and I didn't get it and I had to just be okay with that that just because I didn't get it from them doesn't mean that I'm not worthy that I'm not good enough that I'm not a fantastic, you know, person just because I didn't get it from them. That's what, that's what they grew up with. They just see things differently and that I should be, you know, married and living in Missouri and that's it, you know? And I, mm. I, I know that I've spoken to my mother since about a lot of stuff and um, I finally gotten from her that she's like, God, I don't know how, I don't know how you, you do what you do. I mean, it amazes me. Um, and I'm, you know, she's even like, I'm sorry, but it's hard for me to, 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 to be okay or not worry about you because you're not doing the traditional pathway. But at the same time, you've done more and you've done more than most people do in their entire lifetime in, in a short period of time. And so I, at least I gathered that, but it's still not, you know, I, I don't listen to a word that comes out of my mouth half the time, but I have to be okay with that. Yeah, because you see, I'm, I'm reading all these stories about these um, successful entrepreneurs, and they have these amazing parents that believe in them. <laughs> I've, I've been believing in them since since they were really small. And uh, but what's left to people who don't have perhaps parents who believe in them from day one? <laughs> yeah. Because all these insecurities and, and anxieties, they kind of, they, they, they almost, it's, it's like your baggage almost from, from the very little age. Um, so it, it's much harder for people who don't have the supporting, you know, family and, um, you know, to, to be an entrepreneur. Uh, but, it, you know, you're doing an amazing job. Um, and, um, you know, you've, 
I've looked at some of your art and it's it looks amazing because you do sculptures, you do all sorts of things. And how long you've been doing the artistic work? I have been um, probably, I'd say probably most of my life, but there was a period of time in, um, I went to school and then I quit and then I went back to school and I had a teacher, an art teacher that really shifted me. I had, uh, I still had the pivotal piece that actually got me uh, in the direction that my, that my work is to today. And um, I have always been a sculptor, like uh, metal, actually. I think yeah. it's fun, metal. And, looking, uh, looking molds, and it's fun, but yep. you, not everybody has a metal foundry in their backyard. You know, I don't, you know. So I, I got to painting um, three-dimensionally from that. And so I make little sculptures and I put them in the pieces. And it just kind of morphed into this... I mean, you can look at any of my stuff. I've had it. I've literally put it in shows in different places. I did a, I do a show in uh, Orange County, and there's probably over 100 and some artists. It's a lot of pieces. It's every January. And I put stuff in. And this last time I did it, I never even showed up. And I had people contacting me going, they could literally walk in the room, and everything else was my stuff screened, like no matter what. And they were different pieces. They wasn't even in the same series my voice screams in it and it's just, it's just there. And it's, um, it's just a part of me. And so I've been, Oh shoot. Since early two thousands really. And it's been defined and more and more refined ever since. And I, I work in series and I work um, with um, I, it was a funny story. Actually, I was doing a piece for um, someone else and uh, he was very controlling. He was paying me, but he was extremely controlling. And I decided in it that you don't get to have my peace. You don't deserve it. You're, you're, I'm not going to do things a certain way to fit into what you want. This is my art. And so I pulled it away from him and said, no, you can't buy it. I'm taking it. I'm keeping it. And I'm going to make it the way I want. And that was the beginning piece of a series because I started to write words in my canvases and I made a joke about it actually. I said, I need to write by me on the canvases underneath so that it, so it would be subliminal. And then I took it another step further and I said, no, I want people to uplift other people. So I want, and so that's when I put positive words in every one of my canvases. It could be success. It could be love. It could be exhilaration, um, uh, peace harmony, joy, everything. And it's in the canvas and I infuse it with it. And then it's textured and it's every single piece I've done since is that. And so when you see it, people can pick out what the words are a lot of times, especially if they see it right in front of them. Um, so it's just, it's just been a part of me and I just keep coming up with new ways to do it. And um, I stopped painting for a long period of time uh, when I was really working avidly at my network marketing business and strong in that. But then I was off balance because I hadn't found me yet. And so once that all started happening, I've been able to, it's like a domino effect. Find yourself, you find your voice, 
And then you mm-hmm. start working it. And I've been able to take my business, my network marketing business, and meld it into my creative passion and make a really combine the two together. It's the best of both worlds. You're yeah. making you're having money and you have your creativity and you can meld it together. And then it just explodes into all these cool little different things. And yeah, because yeah, you usually know, creative people that they're, they're kind of struggling with the marketing side of, of, of that's it. it. Right? And my business really forced me to learn marketing, forced me to learn it. So now I have this whole awesome new idea of what I'm going to do, how I can market my art with my business and pair them together. And then I'm doing this through funnels, actually, oddly enough, and um, found this really cool way to be able to do it. And you can have a lot of money. And you can have a lot of passion and fun and creativity. And you can just really, there's no either or. You don't have to be that way. You can do it. You can do it. Just yeah, I actually watched um, a recent webinar um, about the click fun- click funnel webinar. And there, there, there was a case study of some guy who's doing the metal work. And they're making lots of money in the U.S. They, they literally put you know, cre- um, cut out some, some, some words, you know, like love and friendship, but just the standardized version of the metal work. But they're making lots of money. There's, there's so many ways that you can, you just have to think outside the box. And that's what, um, that's kind of gotten to be my, uh, a, more of a new passion. So when I bring somebody in, on my team that really wants to do something really unusual or different or really has something here. I find a way we figure out a way that we can meld the two together from the beginning and take what you love and then take this phenomenal business and meld it together and do a lot of it online actually. And so you can have both. You can, you know, that's the thing with artists these days is that, um, Oh, let's, you know, it's, it's like this really negative energy that you have to be broke to be successful, you know, to be a creative. No, you don't, you can be loaded. (laughs) You can have it because then you can buy everything you want to buy and Mm -hmm. do the things that you want to be able to do. And when that shifted in me, it opened up a lot more creativity and it just, it just made it, it made it a lot different. And so, um, I think that you can do that and you can do that with, I, I just, I was in a class actually in ClickFunnels. It was a class I was taking. It was a, and he said, do, do this. He, it was an exercise and it was just purely just uh, exercise just to learn. But I, that inspiration um, inspired me to a whole new way to be able to market and educate people about art. And I went, okay, doing that. That's like once I, I'm in the middle of finishing up a, a big project now, and then uh, that's the next thing I'm working on. And I've already got like three people that go, wow, I think that's kind of cool. I'd be interested in being your guinea pig. <laughs> 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 uh, because yeah. you can do it. And it's, it's you just have to think outside the box. Yeah. Like uh, literally no box. And what can, how can I, how, what, what can I do here? And just be open to different ways of doing things. Um, the traditional ways of the past, the traditional ways that people sold art, the traditional ways that people work are done. And they, the society as a whole, and this is global, is beating a dead horse. It does no longer works that way. And we know that because now in a time when things have completely shifted, 
the world are jobless, in fear, and have no idea what they want. And it's because they've been in that old mindset of what worked years ago. Now you've got to, the key, what's the word these days? Pivot. And what can you do? And there's other ways to have, you don't have to work for somebody else. You you have to come up with your own thing and do things differently. And what's going to work for you? Plain and simple. How can I, how can I, if this is my passion and this is what I want to do, then how can I make it profitable for me and fun and literally let things don't even have an idea of what that looks like because what you're seeing is the past. It no longer works. So what's can happen, what's different and see what that can take you. And I think um, that's where the, um, what is the owner of Tesla? I mean, that's what he, I mean, you, you look at all these people. Elon Musk. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, you can look at all these people and that's what they did. So these other, these new brilliant ideas out there, you just have to allow it and not stop. Yeah. No, I totally share your view on, uh, on the importance on the importance of creativity the thing is that in schools they don't teach kids creativity and and a lot of people kind of grow up thinking they're not creative they can't come up with any creative ideas so what would you advise how, how can people become more creative i honestly think that it's innate in everybody and what again what somebody views as creativity and only that isn't necessarily the case either. It could be, you can be a creative, um, if if you're an engineer and you love that, you can find a way to be creative in that industry. Um, It's not always just about painting or singing, or, you know, uh, you could be uh, like, okay, so I have a friend of mine, I'll give it, I'll give a couple examples. Now she's a creative in general. She's a, a musician and a singer. Um, she's also in my business and she is also a chef. And so she's like, okay, what can I do? That is all me tired of working for somebody else and singing for other people. So she's now has uh, it. She's a, she's starting her own YouTube channel that she's a singer and she actually makes these dishes through singing what, what, what inspires her. And she's cooking with all these cool, healthy foods Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. With and she uses the products from our business and then ties it all in. Ties it all in. She's getting her own. She's doing her own cookbook and putting songs to it so that people can listen to the songs while they're cooking. I mean, it's just it's something way out there, way out there. And and she's like, oh, I'm doing this. And she's like, she's now, you know, that's it. I mean, no one would think to do that. It's this or it's this. No, no. It doesn't have to be. I have a friend of mine that's a sommelier. And uh, so he, uh, same thing. Okay, what can we do? And so he's manifest, he's shifting it as well. And, and ways that we can bring this into so many different, so, so many different avenues. So you just have to, we as a society, and I think even more so with women is um, we can find ourselves. 
And so you are, you are only confined by the walls and the, and the limitations that you put on yourself. They don't really exist. They don't. Nothing exists. So when you can find a way to remove that away from you and find you, again, it goes back to that, then these other avenues and these other ideas can manifest. And you never know what pairing things together will bring. I would have never thought that I would ever have been able to pair my business, my network marketing business with my creativity and my art. I would have never thought it in a million years. It's too separate. And I talk to people every day that are in that industry and that they're constantly doing it the wrong way. And it just, and they don't succeed at it. And then I talk to the flip side, to people that have found a way to bring their fun into it and their business explodes. And so you just have to figure it out and you have to figure you out to figure it out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Yes. But the thing is, a lot of people just still searching for them, you know, who they are and, and not really understanding. So how do you how do you find your passion? That's another question, because they always say, oh, you have to kind of do what you're passionate about. And, and sometimes you, you know, um, you know, you like dogs uh, and you think it's it's your passion but then it's it may not be your passion so how do how do you know it's your passion i um i feel that when you can um when, when you can meditate and you start tapping into the source within you and trusting and trusting that that your direction will will show and it in this is something too that i found okay so when you i don't know what i like okay yeah you do think to yourself what kind of books do you enjoy uh, moving to are, are you drawn to what kind of books are you drawn to um, what kind of music do you listen to? What do you love to listen to? Think of these things and you think they're so minor. What kind of magazine do you pick up? Yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you start picking up? And then I think that the more you start thinking, because there, there's a commonality in everything you do. There's a commonality in the books you read. There's a commonality in the magazine. There's a commonality in the activities and what you search for on, on the internet and what you look and what you're drawn to. There's a commonality. And when you can go, aha, oh, okay, I, I do a lot of this. So this is it. You know, I, I'm going to throw something out there, just way out there. Windsurfing. Oh, I, I, I love this with the earth and the wind and the air. And I'm always looking at stuff about that, you know, and it was windsurfing. I mean, that's like way out in left field. Okay. Well then maybe that is something that you can find a passion in further. And you'd think, well, God, that can't ever be a business. But yeah, it can. You just have to think creatively about how to do it. We all have things that we love to do and we think, oh, it's just, it's no, it doesn't. It, no, I can't do it. You know, I can't do anything with that. But you might be able to. So just tap into it more. Really start paying attention to the books you read and the things that you're drawn to. And, you know, we all Google and YouTube, all kinds of things. 
Yeah. You know, we do, we do. So pay attention to those things and start going into it a little deeper and just being open to what might happen. You know, you can't, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to show up tomorrow. This today and this tomorrow. No, it manifests over time. And then, and then it, then it shows up and you're like, Oh, wow, there it is. I would have never, you know, why didn't I see this long? You know, it just slowly happens, but you are slowly growing yourself at the same time. And that's when somebody comes to me and they ask, like, I don't, I don't even know who I am. Or I don't even know what I like doing. I hear that a lot. And I just ask these questions. Well, what do you, what do you read? What kind of books do you read? You know, what do you search for on Google? And you'll slowly start finding a theme. You'll find a theme and then go with that and, and, and never say no. Never, always say yes. Always say yes. Yes. And then figure out how, and then figure out how, but always say yes. And then you'll be surprised at even the feeling of the two words together. Yes. It, it opens up in you something. Yeah. And when you <laughs> know it's closing and confining. So yes. Just yes. You know, my friend said to me the other day, I said, hey, I want to put this event together and um, I want to I want to bring in. I'm going to have it at my house. We have 30 to 40 people and it's going to be around um, Emery's wine and I'm going to have the art out and uh, my business stuff. And I said, and I'd love for you to bring in your you be the chef and prepare the dishes with these products. And she's all, yes. She goes, you know, that's my motto. I just say yes now. And then I'm just figuring it out. And so the next conversation we had, she sent me her bio, she had the entire thing lined out. And she's like, oh my God, this is cool. I would have never thought. She said, yes. She just said, yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good programming, isn't it? <laughs> and then your brain kind of figures out how to get you to that. Yes. Exactly. That, that's exactly result. it. When you say yes, the mind and the universe go, okay, what can we do? Yes. It's that fire that, that brings the fire into it. And then magic happens. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, we, we should be saying more um, yeses to everything. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start practicing. <laughs> I always have a go at things, but uh, I guess, the more you even speak up and, and just say during the day, you know, yes, yes, yes. I think it's, it, it does something to your brain. I guess it's, it's, it does more positive stuff to your brain. than It does. Than it, 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 yeah. it, it also, it brings a bit of happiness. Yes. So like I don't, the day is, is ahead of me and I've got things lined up, but I'm like, yeah. yes. Okay. So that yes comes in and it's like, okay, what else am I going to do? Yes. And then ideas will even pop in. Oh, you need to do this or you can do this. And it just opens things up. It really does. Yeah. So uh, you, um, you've mentioned before that you've been um, trying to figure out who you are and, uh, you know, what's your sort of how to fit it all together. What was the most sort of difficult time um, during your entrepreneurship um you know, um, path, if, if you wish, uh, what was the most difficult, um, obstacle you had to overcome? 
um, the most difficult obstacle was was that period of time when I I truly was um, I felt I'd hit rock bottom so much so that uh, I wasn't even able to pay my rent. And luckily the landlord was so kind to me and for three months <laughs> I didn't. And, and I just didn't, I didn't, didn't know which way to go. And I felt like I was just getting deeper and deeper into the muck. And um, after I spoke with my friend and things started shifting, it really started um, changing how I felt about me. And I started actually looking for ways to solve my misery, in all honesty, okay, I can stay this way because it had repeated itself and repeated itself and repeated itself. Ever so, every few months or something, I'd feel like somebody was taking, you know, knocking my legs out from underneath me and I'd be right back down again. And I went, okay, there's got to be a way around this. And I just kept going. I just kept going. And I... I had even lost somebody in the interim of all of that. I just started doing a lot of public speaking. Um, a lady in my business, I just love her. She's like, you need to grow a little bigger. So I'm going to put you on stage. Panic. And um, you do all these things. Um, and I didn't see that as a big deal. She goes, it's a big deal. Talk about one of the things. And so she was something tiny first, five minutes. And then I actually got an entire presentation after about four times of me doing it. I, I was down. I loved it. And then I had lost a, I had, um, uh, a person because I'm, I'm single and I've uh, it's been me doing my thing for quite some time. And I had a gentleman from my past that I actually had gone to school with. And I never knew that he truly cared about me. And he had had all these years. And so we had reconnected. And then he had actually passed. He had basically said, I'm done. I'm it. You're the one. That's it. I'm waiting. And he was waiting for my answer. And in the midst of all of that, he had a heart attack and died. Oh, God. And so it was uh, really, after I was going up and figuring me out, that was, and then I had back to doing it myself. And it was really, mm. really, he was so supportive, so supportive. And that's something that's been difficult. And that's something I want to say with women. I've had uh, in the past with men that have struggled with my um, bigness, I guess, um, and and afraid of it in a sense. And so he wasn't. He go do it. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't change his masculinity because I was a strong female. He, and so that's something that you really have to look at in your life as well. And so once I got through that, I went. That's when I started realizing, again, going back to the th thing of what do you think about a lot and what do you keep going back to? Mm -hmm. And I remembered I had always wanted to go back and live in Italy again. And I went, okay, so I've got to make that happen. What, what can I do? And that's where that it started going down that pathway. And I, I read a book. It was Tim Ferriss's book, Four, Day, Four Hour Work Week. And I started putting, implementing his book, into play and I had these sheets and I did all of this stuff. And a little by little by little, I started moving forward in that. And what was unique about that is it had really nothing to do with my business, but it did. It had everything to do with my business. And then I went, okay, well, I'm going to move to Italy and I'm going to open the market and then I'm going to do this. And then 
I was in Italy and it's artistic. And while I was over there, I went, oh, well, I could do this. And all these things started literally lining up from a bad situation that propelled me to go, you can be miserable. There's nothing you can do about it. You can go back to it and, and or you could what is what is your heart pulling you what what's been what's been pulling on you and and find a way to make it happen you know mm-hmm. and the universe will step up but then you don't know what that will uh be open to know what can happen from that like i had no idea and because of that experience because of how that laid out it opened up that i was able to now umbrella everything in one and be able to add all these different pieces of my my network marketing business and my art and my um, working with women and finding out what their passions are and their voice and all of this into play would have never happened otherwise. It would have never been able to happen. And I just that was the fire that, that I needed back at that point. I look back on it and it happened the way it did and it couldn't have happened any other way. It's still painful sometimes, but that's the way it is. And how can I, how can I turn miserable into something lovely so that at least I can honor what it was? Yeah. Do do you think um, with uh, entrepreneurs, um, you know, luck is, 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 is a major part in being successful. I don't really believe in luck you don't believe in luck okay (laughs) um i think when you line up with what when you when you know when you know and you line up and you constantly are working toward things the universe opens up you can call it luck we can call it whatever but i think if you don't Mm -hmm. i feel if you don't put the intention and the movement into it and the manifestation into whatever it is and, and some, and some rock solid heart and, and uh, removing excuses from it, then it can't happen. You know, and they say everybody's an overnight success. Oh no. They've, they've probably slept on somebody's couch and not been able to eat for a few days in the past, you know, and now they think it's luck. No, no. They work towards it. And now you Mm -hmm. see them. Now you see their magnificence, but they weren't always that way. And it didn't just luck popped in and, you know, here they got it overnight and that's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's consistent growing you to become the person that can have the life and the business that you want. Yeah. So, so what is the most important um, trait for, for an entrepreneur to, uh, to have? Um, no excuses. No excuses. Yeah. That will always, when you, when you allow an outside circumstance to be the reason that you can't do something, you're giving your power away. No excuses. There's a million things that can happen, but as long as you t- stay true to the, 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 the fire within the creativity within the, the heart within you and no excuses and continuously, you know, if you don't feel well, do it anyway. If, um, if you, if you don't have any cash at this moment, you need something done, 
how can I make it work? What can I do? Uh, I don't feel well. Oh, I hurt my this. Um, you can, you can, there's a man, if you all, oh, whenever this stops, whenever this calms down, then I'll do this. No, no, you, no excuses. Always move forward. I always say that if you can do at least one thing towards your passion, towards something that's in your heart every single day, no matter what, you will achieve it. But if you say, oh, no, I can't because, 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 then that's Mm -hmm. where you will be five years from now as well. Still in that exact same spot. No excuses. Yeah. So when you have really like low days, uh, you know, when you're not feeling right or you just feel tired, maybe a bit fed up, what do you do? And you don't want to work on your business. Do you have days like this? Um, I don't feel good in all honesty. I go in here, I pull out an essential oil. I have oils that I oil up with. And if I just, I open it and I sit and I breathe it. I literally do. I do. I'll sit and I'll breathe it. And, um, and I'll just clear my mind. And I'll usually, I bought this really cool chair. It's called an egg chair and it hangs and it swings and it looks like an egg. And I'll sit in my egg chair and I'll breathe my oils. I have two or three that I are my go-tos. And I go, okay, <sighs> clear the nasty voices from my head and go, okay, what do I want to do? Not what do I need to do? Not what do I should do? What do I want to do right this minute? And I just sit with it. And I wait for it to pop in. And then I get up and I go do it. And that puts me in a fun, happy place. Right that minute, it puts me in a happy place. And then I go, okay, what's next? Because now I've got the ball rolling. Yeah. What's next? And then what's next? And then what's next? And then it's long gone. It's long gone. It, yeah, it, that's a good strategy, Yeah. <laughs> Very good strategy with essential oils because it's at the end of the day, it's it's also kind of it affects you at the chemical level as well. Um, it does. It does. Yeah. So, what's your choice of uh, aroma oils? What, what is the best one to calm your anxiety down or, or to le- uplift you? Is it something to do with citrus smells, um, or lavender? It varies actually. So I have a few that I absolutely love. Uh, So um, I will use juniper all the time. I use that a lot. And then I have a blend that uh, it's, it's, I like a signature scent. I no longer use perfume. I know because it's all synthetic and toxin. And again, that lowers your vibration. So I have a signature scent that is a hormone oil and um, two or three different oils. One actually um, will help filter other people's energies so I don't pick up so much because that is a, that's a drainer as well. And mm-hmm. then um, citrus oils are always really, really good. Orange oil is really, really good. But as, as far as smelling them, I drink them every day. So 
cleared my water consistently. So that I'm always smelling that from it. But I use a blend and it, it and it has um, rose in it and it has a little jasmine, a little citrus in it. And it's a heart opener and I will breathe it. And it's all that scent together and it just really opens. I can feel it. I actually feel it opening my heart when I'm breathing it in. And it mm-hmm. just really centers and aligns me. And um, I think everybody has a signature scent within them. And it's just finding what blends. Like I have a, a good friend that's uh, a close friend of mine. And she's like, oh, this is what I wear. And I'm like, I wouldn't have thought of that. You know, and I put them together and I thought, oh, my God, it smells amazing. It's a blend mm-hmm. with, a, with, a, with a citrus oil. And, and I'm like, nah, it doesn't fit me. It's her. And she comes in with it. You can just feel her energy with it. And you can feel her walking in the room. And that makes her rock solid. That's her scent. So I just, when I talk to people about that, I go, okay, let's find your scent. And we play and we find what their scent is. And then when you do that, it's really, it's empowering. Because every morning I get up and I can tell if I've lagged and I haven't put my, I, I call it oiling up. If I haven't oiled up and put that on, I'm off. And my, my mood is off. My day starts wonky. I'll start feeling the, the, the nasty, the, that, that negative voice will start. I'll hear that voice in my head and I go, oh, what's off? Oh, and I go right back. That's what I need to do. And then I'll go back. I'll, I'll oil up. I'll put my goodies on. And then I'll immediately start feeling better and feel more empowered, feel more empowered. And, and to me, um, this has been a huge, huge thing in my life that was finding my voice and finding me was through the scent, through aromatherapy, through essential oils. And I'm, I'm fastidious about that and, and the company and everything else. But it's just it, it opens you up. And the scent and it works so harmoniously with our bodies that um, it brings the positive. It brings the the real you, the the source within you. It opens it up and it brings it out. And so I love I love yeah. finding people's, finding people's magic scent because everybody has one. Everybody has yeah. one yeah. to find it. <laughs> yeah. and yes. Be creative and fun. And and so now I mean I've got it. I've got mine down there. It's. Every day on, like right before we got on this podcast, I'm like, yes, I sat down and I got it all on. And then it's like putting on a happy coat. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's such a pleasure talking to you. You just irradiate this positivity and, and a happy energy. But what do you do for fun? Uh, how do you relax? How do you, what do you do for fun? A mm. um, couple things, actually. I have a dog. Uh, she's a chow chow. She's an extremely aristocratic princess. And so she's very, I call her my Zen pup. So we, I always like finding fun things to do with her. So we'll go hiking, we'll go to the mountains, we'll take walks. I take her everywhere. So we do a lot of activities together, just all kinds of stuff. You know, uh, I used to take her to these dog activity things and it was so much fun. So I spend a lot of time with her. And then uh, my other passion is uh, sport bikes. I love motorcycles. Put my helmet on. Maybe if I'm like a suit up again in my leathers, 
hop on a motorcycle, sport bike. I'm just actually, I sold my R6 and I'm in the process of buying a Ducati 1299. So that's my new fun thing. And so. <laughs> you know what? I was actually talking to my friend and I said, look, I, 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 I met this really amazing woman. She's just on fire. And I, I said, and she's, well, because I looked at your website and uh, I actually texted you and I said, and she's driving Ducati. <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> well, I thought that would be Lisa <laughs> on the motorbike, but you see it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> I always had your thoughts about buying a Ducati. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, it's the best bike. I've had uh, inline, they're called inline fours before, and I I thought, well, I'm going to buy one. And I thought, well, I want to pay my car off. I just, I got a, uh, in May, I got, um, I got my dream car. And uh, I'm like, I want to not have to deal with, uh, you know, payments and all that kind of stuff. And so I thought I'm going to give my time to pay that off. And I just paid it off. And now I'm like, okay, when am I getting the bike? Because now I'm ready. And I think my birthday's next month. So my goal is to have it before the end of the month, next month. So that's what I'm working on. Uh, I'm like, okay, we're going to see that my car was an amazing manifestation. I'd always wanted it. And then I had looked at the brand new ones and I didn't like them. They were smaller because I want to be able to carry art. I have an SUV and I've got a dog and I wanted to be able to carry art. And um, the new, I have an X5 and the new ones were cramped and they did, they look like a station wagon. They're just ugly now. And I went, Oh, never mind. I won't get it. I'll go with a Jeep. They're roomy. They're nice. Uh, Grand Cherokee is what I was looking at. And, uh, and I always had wanted the BMW, just something I wanted. And literally, I was walking down the street with my dog. And my neighbor had just bought it four months ago, a good friend of mine. And he bought a new car. And he's like, well, I don't need it anymore. You want it? And I went, and we were, I'm like, what? And so we argued about like, you know, this and that. And he goes, I'll give you a good deal. And he did. And I bought it like right then right off of him and I'm like I made payment set it out and I and it manifested in front of me and I went okay if I can do that and my friend goes you just mentioned it yesterday I drove up in it and she's like oh my god you know so I've been on fire because I got that and I went okay so the next thing and I told him I said as soon as you're paid off I said I'm getting the motorcycle so now I'm like opening up to okay how's this showing up how is it happening because this is what I want I want it to be white and I want specific things with it. And uh, and so now my goal is to have it by the end of next month. Yeah, because motorbikes, they are, they are, well, that they can be considered as dangerous, right? <laughs> things to drive. Everything can be dangerous. Yeah, because you obviously, you know, it looks like you're a risk taker. <laughs> How important it is for an entrepreneur to be a risk taker? Oh, it's... Um, funny thing is I, I just did um, an article in a magazine here and that was the question that they asked me about t- r- taking risks. It, it falls in line right up there under no excuses, I think, with being a being an entrepreneur. You have to be able to take risks. I mean, you can always live in a bubble and, and live in fear or you can do what you want to do and what you're meant to do. And, and I think I feel that taking risks 
are a surefire way to expand yourself and to be able to succeed. If you don't take risks, you're never going to grow. You're never going to grow. You're never going to have a business and you're never going to do what you're meant to do. And you're not. And and when we're truly living in our heart space, we can change the world. We can uplift others and change the world. And that's taking a risk. And it's being yourself that's taking a huge risk and doing what you want and speaking your truth. That's taking a risk. And you have to do it every day. And I think the more you do it, the more exhilarating it becomes. Because if there's always a chance, what if? It makes things much more exciting and much more um, focused. You'll focus more. If it's not a problem, you won't focus. You'll focus more if there's a what if. You know, on a motorcycle, if I don't focus, I could fall off. (laughs) I could crash. You know, in a business, you don't focus, you could fail. And, And that's part of it. But it's focusing and and no excuses and moving forward. And then you can really, if you can stay focused and not allow any excuses, you you have, there's nothing else you can do but succeed. Yeah. So if you were asked to teach just one lesson to entrepreneurs, what would it be? Just one lesson. One lesson. Give me just a second. My one lesson would be to go within. Hmm. Yeah. Go within. Go within yourself and really dig deep on you. Finding that that piece, that you that's within you and, and, and grow that. Go within. Because that's where it starts. Um, because if you're not speaking your truth, then you're not going to succeed at anything. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank, thank you so much. You. I wish you all the luck. Well, luck. You don't need luck, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I wish you but a little bit, a little bit of luck. I wish you a little bit of luck and everything else. <laughs> Huge dose of success in the future. <laughs> Thank you. And Katerina, I have to tell you that this has been the most wonderful experience and such a blessing to be able to have met you, to be on this podcast and to feel your energy. And this has been something that I've, here's a big one. This is something that I've always wanted to do was be on podcasts and I'm excited that you're my first one. And it's just, I I thank you for that that opportunity to be here and to be able to, um, uh, that we can shine on on whoever's listening. I I thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, all the best. All the best. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, all the best to you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Well, that concludes this episode of Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs podcast. Uh, If you enjoy our shows, please leave us a brief review. Uh, It will help us immensely to bring more exciting uh, guests like Lisa on the podcast. And I wish you all the best and uh, till next time.